The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern North Carolina's longest-running sports radio call-in show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show on Pirate Radio is brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, The Gavigan Agency, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, EMS Builders, and The Rick House. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Good Monday, everybody. Welcome into our show. Blake Harrell, defensive coordinator at East Carolina, will be our guest. There's also breaking news to talk about with East Carolina football. Malik Fleming has been named as the American Defensive Player of the Week in that 29-14 Pirate win over the Bulls of South Florida on this victory Monday. Get that 31-yard interception return for a touchdown. So he is honored by the American Athletic Conference today. And the Memphis game time has just been announced the Pirates will take on the Tigers at 12 noon not this week but the next week East Carolina has the Temple Owls coming up this week and we'll talk with Blake Harrell defensive coordinator about the Owls about the rest of the season and all things defense today on the Brian Bailey show after this It's bow time. You've probably heard folks say, don't call it a comeback. But at Bojangles, we don't like to beat around the bush. So when the sizzling, savory pork chop griller's back in all its tender, marinated chili lime glory, and you can get a pork chop griller combo for just $4.59, go ahead, call it a comeback. Get a legendary pork chop griller combo for just $4.59, only at Bojangles. It's bow time. I'm Michael Vaughn with East Coast Grading and Utilities. Many of you know my dad, David Vaughn, and his work in putting in subdivisions all over Pirate Nation. But East Coast Grading and Utilities is not just for those type of big jobs. We're here for the homeowners, whether it's concrete, driveways, hauling rock or sand, whatever you need, East Coast Grading and Utilities can get the job done. Call us at 252-531-7494 or check us out on Facebook at East Coast Grading and Utilities. Ooh, look at all that Parmesan cheese on that papadilla. Our freshly folded flatbread filled with juicy meats and melted cheese now has a crunchy, toasty outside. Now that was Papa. Order today at PapaJohns.com. Hey, Pirate fans, order the new Parmesan-crusted Papadilla for only $7. The new Parmesan-crusted Papadilla is an MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at PapaJohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, the official pizza of the ECU Pirates. I'm on site at the Gavigan Agency with commercial insurance specialist Nathan Brandon. Nathan, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do at the Gavigan Agency. Great to talk with you, Brian. I'm a graduate of East Carolina University and a proud pirate. As you mentioned, I'm a commercial insurance agent for the Gavigan Agency and specialize in offering general liability, commercial property, business auto, and workers' compensation insurance to independent contractors, small business owners, and larger commercial customers throughout Eastern North Carolina. Wow, sounds like the Gavigan Agency can provide just about any coverage a business owner may need. That's right, Brian. The Gavigan Agency is a fully independent insurance agency with access to the top insurance carriers in the region. And we offer a full host of insurance products to provide for our customers' personal and business insurance needs. So give the Gavigan Agency a call today and let them show you the benefits of doing business with someone who cares. Pirates. Insuring pirates. are. Seared Chop House is Greenville's newest restaurant and the city's only true chop house. We combine a remarkable menu with an unrivaled atmosphere. Seared, a quality-driven experience highlighting a thoughtful approach to locally sourced ingredients and hearty, flavor-rich cuisine. We're firing up the grill at Seared, Greenville's only true chop house. Come see us, Fire Tower Road at Bells Fork or SeardChopHouse.com. Pirate Radio. We're going to be bigger, faster, stronger, and older. That's always a good combination. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. 
All right, welcome back to our show on this Monday. Blake Harrell, defensive coordinator at East Carolina, joins us. And first of all, Coach, congratulations so far, 4-4 four and four on the season. You're coming off a win and a lot of football still to be played, right? Yeah, it was good to get a win back at home and, and Dowdy Ficklin and, and get rolling here in November and, and on a win streak uh, of one game, I guess. But really looking forward to Temple. You know, when you look back at the uh, the South Florida win, 29-14, but things looked a little, you know, it was shaky a little bit until your defense made that big play, and, and sometimes games are like that. Yeah, I mean, you play good opponents each and every week in this in the American Conference, and, um, you know, that was a heck of a play by Malik Fleming picking that ball off and sticking the end zone there. And, you know, they just rushed for 400 yards the week before, so we knew we were going to have our hands full with them, and, and once you get up on them, then you can make them a little bit more um, – you know, pass the ball around, not just being run, run heavy or RPO heavy for that that fact. But once you we, that scoring got up on them, then they kind of put them behind the eight ball, so it gave us a little bit of advantage defensively. Take us through the Fleming interception as far as what the defense was called and and you know the play that he made. Yeah, Malik Malik gave that up that same route early in the game. They threw the out route to the field on him, and I think it was the very first drive of the game. And you know, just a great job by him, just kind of recognition there and and seeing it and undercut the route and was able to pick it off and put it in the end zone. So good good job by him. And, uh, you know, those guys uh, defensively are doing a really nice job of recognizing things throughout the ball game. Um, you know, just, hey, this I got this look earlier in the game. Here's what they try to do out of it. They see it later in the game and they go attack it. So just a nice job by him and a nice job by our defensive players. When you're sitting up there, what are you thinking when you see that play develop and you see, you know, right before he he gets the the interception? Well, if you if you undercut that and miss, it's uh, <laughs> it's not a it's not a pleasant feeling. It could go the other way, uh, but you know, I just I thought that was a really nice play by him and and just it definitely makes things easier as as a play caller. You know, when you get the lead there. How comfortable are you now as the defensive coordinator? You're in your second year, but but do you feel like you've been here for a lot longer than, than two, than not even two years, a year and a half? Yeah, you know, going into the second season, and I think just the, the comfort level, and it's really our players that makes you feel very comfortable about what we can do defensively. And, you know, it feels like home. It does. My family loves it here, and uh, kids really enjoying it here. And they're kind of, you know, elementary school age, so it's kind of the really first – uh, place they've been where you know it feels like they got friends and all that so that's been nice but you know just our program and our players everything they're doing is making things go smooth go really smoothly let's go a little sideways here from uh, football to halloween how was halloween with the little ones <laughs> yeah i think they had a good time so we, we were obviously in the office last night but uh you know they, they're having a good time and i think they dressed up one, one was uh maybe elsa and, and ah. bella and and different things like that so they enjoyed it and, and my wife she enjoys Halloween as well, just kind of taking them around the neighborhood and picking up candy and all that kind of stuff. So they had a good time. And I know firsthand that, that you know, that that's one of those holidays that, that coaches and, and people in my business, we don't really get to celebrate all that often. You know, and you guys, you know, you would think on a Sunday maybe you could, but I know you guys are in the office and, you know, some of these holidays just don't come into play, do they? No, it, it kind of is what it is. You just kind of keep rolling and you're kind of in the grind of the season, focused on Temple and getting ready for, to play them on Saturday. And, uh, you know, that's what our wives do a great job of just sometimes picking up the slack for us and, and just, you know, being maybe a single parent at time and at home and, and doing a great job raising the kids. And she's doing an awesome job. And I got to see pictures and, you know, uh, I did get to see them on Saturday. They they put the uh, Saturday evening, since we had played on Thursday, they put the, the costumes on and got to see that. So that was exciting. But they're enjoying it. She's doing a great job and kids are really happy. So it's been good. Let's go back to last week. How hard was it getting back from Houston after a disappointing loss and a game that he's kind of had a chance to win, fought hard the whole time, and, and then you come back and it's late, and it's early in the morning when you get back, and you got you know you got to be ready to go by Thursday. How difficult was that? Yeah, we, we've had some challenges this year. You, can, you know, it's uh, the uh, plane delay going in Central Florida, yeah. the the weather delay going out in Houston and getting back late, and and then a short week for South Florida, but. Control what you control. You know, you can't control the weather. You can't control uh, plane delays. You can't control, control a short week. you got to keep moving on. And no excuses. Just keep playing and, and, and get ready and prepare to play a ball game and, and go out and do what you do. What did you do during that long weather delay in Houston? <laughs> well, it's, you know, you're just kind of sitting around killing time. It, it's really – because you never know. Like, it could be 20 minutes right. um, and the lightning could let up and move out. It could be a couple hours. So, you're – you're always prepared for that and, and trying to, you know, hey, how's this going to change their game? How's it going to change their game plan? 
So you got to stay in it and stay focused, stay locked in. Um, but you never know like when when the minute's going to be, when the time's going to be ready to roll. So you're just kind of looking at the weather forecast and and hoping it's, it's sooner rather than later. And the funny thing about the Houston trip, you know, I had a chance to be on it, but but the weather forecast was you know 30% chance, 40% chance, and and we're always used to hearing that during the summer. We we know that's every day in the summertime in eastern North Carolina. That's how it is. But then you know the lightning, the first lightning delay kind of surprised me because I didn't see any lightning. Obviously, it was you know within eight miles or so of the stadium. But then you looked at that radar. <laughs> that was, and all afternoon long, that was a long day. Yeah, that radar didn't look too too well. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a weatherman, but uh, we do have Coach Shankwaller, who's kind of our our radar weatherman, so he kept us updated. But it didn't look very very good there, and, and all of a sudden it cleared up, and we were able to get out there and play. And I thought the kids did a really nice job of just, you know, they were in the same boat. You know, didn't know whether hey it's going to be 20 minutes or a couple of hours. And then once they got the call, you know, we stepped out there and went right to work. So that was that was nice to see. I was going to ask you about some calls during the season to get you to explain some of those. And since we're on Houston, let's talk about about that game. Uh, Coach Coach Houston had said that the first play of overtime that you guys called the exact defense that you wanted to call. He said if you had told us they were going to run this play, we would have called that defense. But what the way he described it, he said we just didn't fit it right. Now, what does he mean, and what does that mean to not fit it right? Yeah, so, you know, we talked to our guys about you have a responsibility and you got to play discipline football defensively. And any any given defense, you're going to have, hey, guys responsible for certain gaps or responsible for covering certain guys or leveraging the ball or staying inside out, spilling the ball, alley, those type of things. So you have a job to do, and it's very important in each defense. Uh, you do your job. And if, if you don't do your job from time to time, it can lead to big plays and Unfortunately, that was one up in that game. We, you know, have a lot of plays where guys did their job and made some big plays, and and good things happen, and and uh, that just happened to be one of those that didn't go our way. Is that one of those the gap integrity or something like that? You have to establish, you know, your your spot. Yeah, definitely gap integrity. If you get out of it, you know, and they can make you pay. And Houston has obviously the athletes. I mean, they're a top twenty football team that, you know, they're going to make you pay for it. All right, on a more positive side, let's go back to the Marshall game late in that game, and you guys were you – know, you had the big comeback, and then they're driving down the field. That was one of the craziest games I've ever seen, but it comes down to an interception. Talk about that play a little bit. Yeah, you, you go winding them way back. I'm trying, I'm trying to just focus on Temple and get ready for Temple in this week and being 1-0 this week. But uh, I'll get you back to Temple in a minute. I had, I had two other questions about former games, and then we'll go to Temple. Yeah, Jaquan McMillan did a nice job. Just, uh, you know, they tried to throw the fade ball in the end zone, and, and he did a nice job sitting on the back shoulder uh, fade ball there, and the safety was over the top. So those guys just did a nice, really nice job executing there. and. And just kind of what you're talking about, they did their job, and, and J. Max, uh, you know, done his job several times this year and makes big plays, and that was one of them on the season. He's third in the nation right now in interceptions per game. He's got four, and he's tied for third uh, in interceptions per game. They go per game because obviously teams play a different number of games at different times of the season. But Jaquan's had, had an outstanding season. He should be up for some All Star, you know, nominations later on. I'm, I'm glad you guys keep up with all that and keep me updated because. <laughs> Uh, like I said, we just focus on the next one and, and you know try to correct the mistakes we make. But he's he's an outstanding player, outstanding young man, and he's all about team and how can I help the team win, uh, which which makes him a lot of fun to coach. And and he'll go out there and you know not only does he play the ball really well in the air, but he comes down and does a nice job tackling and run fits or just swing routes, whatever it may be. So he's had some big hits there. So those kind of excite me more sometimes than the picks, the interceptions. So but he's he's had a good season. Right, let's go back to the UCF game. And you had a fourth and eight where UCF was driving at the time. And, and I think you guys have talked about it publicly that, you know, maybe we should have done something different on that call. But but Coach Houston seemed to think that, that at the time that there was talk about, you know, sending heat and p- sending five at least or something like that. And then you guys changed your mind. Take us through that call. Yeah. So, you you know, obviously you always as a coach, you're going to second guess things you do and don't do. Um, you know the the play before third third down we obviously sent uh, seven there yeah. so we we zeroed out max pressure put put the DBs in some stressful situations back there um, and, and then you know you're playing against a, a young quarterback there's two things you're gonna do you're either gonna go get him which we did the play before yeah. or you're gonna max drop him sit at the sticks and and try to break down he'll keep everything in front of you um, and we try to do that and just got to be a little bit better execution piece there yeah and, and it's one of those things you dang gone if you do and dad gone if you don't isn't it yeah it's it's uh, you know about three, three and a half, four minutes on the clock, you don't want to give up the huge play. Right. You know, you zero out and, and somebody slips or, or gets beat inside, and that's that's 15 out the gate, you know, 
and you lose the ball game right there. So you make sure you want to keep the ball in front of you. So you go back and forth. You know, at the end of the day, it's about how you execute. It's how you do things, not what you do, but how you do it. And we talk to our guys about that all the time. It's not what we do, but how we do it. And we want to play it fast, play it physical, and play a high execution. And speaking of that, some of the compliments I've heard, you know, out in the community is like, hey, this is the best defensive team we've had since 07, 08, 09. I mean, you know, a, a lot of people are seeing what you guys are able to do on defense, and that's got to make you feel good. Well, our, our guys are doing a really nice job of just playing with high effort, high energy, and, and, you know, playing physical like you said. So just proud of our guys and proud of our players. You know, they, they deserve all the credit because they're doing a nice job. And, Hopefully, you can continue to do that against Temple this week. As a defensive coach and defensive players, I mean, was it kind of one of those things, the weather the other night, one of those things where you're like, yeah, this is going to be fun. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's going to rain, it's going to pour, but it's still we're out there to play defense. And, and sometimes they say the defense is at a disadvantage because the offense knows where they want to go and the defense really doesn't, so you can slip and slide. But, but you guys handled it pretty well. No, I thought our guys did a really nice job with it. They were excited to play. It doesn't matter if it's rain, shine, cold, hot. Uh, I think they get up for a game, especially in Dallas Ficklin in front of our fans and feel that energy. And they just kind of feed off that and go with it. So, um, you know, and then it rained the other night. They played well and it is what it is. Let's take you back to when you first got here. And obviously the world was changing right when you got here. That had to be very difficult to move a family to a new place and, and to get situated. And you got your new players and then you're going through COVID and then you're meeting with players with, you know, through Zoom and through Teams and, and all of that. This year has been a, a lot more enjoyable as far as that goes, hasn't it? It definitely has. I think last year, you know, just even during the season, you were always worried about who you're going to have for that game yeah. and how many guys that were going to miss in practice and then how many practices were they going to get in. Uh, you know, I think about the Navy game last year and the guys we were missing, but also we were missing several guys that only practiced twice that week because they had been quarantined for a day or two. So you just – all that stress is kind of taken away. Now the focus is more back on football and where it should be. And, you know, some things in our world at least is controlled there and uh, a little bit more normal, uh, so to speak, of what we would call normal these days. Yeah. Tell you what, it's getting closer and closer. I don't know if we'll ever get back to normal, but hopefully we will. Uh, the Temple Owls next up. You know, it, it, this is a different kind of assignment for East Carolina football this week because Temple has really struggled. Pirates are, are big favorites in the game. But I think the one thing that Coach Houston has stressed, I think you stress as a defensive coordinator, I think Donnie stresses as an offensive coordinator, is that we have to take care of our business. If we execute and play our football, there's not a team on the schedule we can't beat. Isn't that the way you guys look at it? Yeah, first of all, Temple's a really good football team. And you got to take records out each week. I mean, you got to focus on, you know, what you got to do to get a win. And being 1-0 this week, not worry about any part of the other season, uh, they're a good O-line, very good up front, come downhill, run the football at you, you know, get some play action going, spread it out. The quarterback, you know, he started at Georgia at one time. And, uh, you know, he, he, he can – the play breaks down. He's got good speed and, and makes some things happen there. But, um, you know, I think whether we're playing Temple or uh, Houston, whoever it may be on our schedule, we got to focus on, hey, what we do and how we play. You know, we play with great effort. We play with great energy. We play with physical are we playing with great execution and taking care of our gap integrity or our, our job? So that's that's where our focus has got to be. And, you know, I thought even last week we played with, with some good effort and good energy, but our execution level and our assignment level has got to be a little higher than it was. After the off weekend, how much does that help you in getting ready for Temple? Because the worst part about a Thursday game is playing on Thursday and, and getting all that information, everything done by Thursday to play. The best part is you come up with a win on Thursday. You got a little bit of a weekend off. Obviously, you guys weren't vacationing in the Bahamas or anything this weekend, but you're still working. But still had to give the guys a chance to heal up a little bit, uh, a little couple, a couple of extra days off, and, and really you know, get a chance to gear up for the rest of the season. Yeah, it sure, certainly does. They have nine days to kind of get their body back and, and ready to go instead of seven. And then I think, uh, you know, usually on a Sunday, that's kind of just for us, stretch your body out, kind of get the blood flowing, trying to get back to health to get things back going, get in the training room, that type of thing. Whereas this Sunday, you were able to kind of move along with your game plan, so you're a couple of days ahead there. So you feel like, hey, that should put you ahead game plan-wise. Hopefully it improves your execution. And also just the kids being fresh and ready for game day. I thought you guys also during the year have done a great job of, of getting fresh bodies in there, especially on the defensive line. How important is it to keep guys on that defensive line fresh? Well, we, we were just talking about this. The last two games, third and fourth quarter, we haven't allowed any points. And I think that's a credit to our guys uh, just being a team 
and rotating around and keeping fresh. I mean, you've got playing guys in the third and fourth quarter that, that are, are fresh and not wore out versus the offense who's played a whole game, and, and they've got guys that have been in there for four quarters that may be a little tired and we're still fresh and can be able to play fast in the way we want to play. So the guys did a nice job just, hey, it's not about me. It's about our football team, and I'm best when I'm fresh uh, mentality. So it, it's worked out for us. Take us through the uh, defense and start with the defensive line, and, and maybe maybe drop some names about some guys that you've really you know really pleased with, and some guys that you hope will you know continue on, young kids that we might see later on in the season, that kind of thing. Yeah, just uh, up front, we just moved Rick DeBrayu back inside. He played on the edge uh, most of the season, and then during the bye week, we moved him back inside. And I thought he's done a really nice jobs and showed up even more last week, and I can expect that moving forward here. Uh, down down the road, and he's kind of a guy we all know about. Elijah Morris has done a really nice job this year, and just you know, big thing for him is keeping him fresh, keeping him going. Sue Rad wears another name inside that started some ball games and still playing well. D'Angelo McKinney still inside there, uh, so all those guys are doing a nice job. Um, and then on the edge, I you know told somebody I think it was the ESPN folks last week that maybe the biggest surprise of the year has been Manny Hickman and Chad Stevens their development and what we're getting out of those guys and the the level of football they're playing right now actually allowed us to move Rick back inside. So just really proud of those guys. Jeremy Lewis doing a nice job on the edge and had some really big games and some big sacks this year. And um, I think another young guy up front that you we may see down the road is Eric Doctor. He was a linebacker and we've moved him up front. And uh, just a, a really headsy kid and just eager to get on the field. Did, doing a really nice job on, on some special teams right now. So – just proud of him. Um, you know, in linebacker, we, we do have some older kids, Miles Berry and Bruce Bivens and Aaron Ramser and Xavier Smith. All four of those guys are playing a lot of football and doing yeah. a really nice job. You know, I think Aaron um, may have had the last two weeks his biggest production weeks, you know, and so uh, got to keep him healthy, and, and those guys are doing a nice job rotating and, and doing that. And so Gerard Stringer, been nice to have him back yes, outside. Uh, him and Jair have been doing a great job out there at Sam Backer and to the field there. Um, and, and then safety-wise, you know, it, it's kind of a committee back there. And, you know, I look up and don't know who's in the game, but still feel good about it. Whether it's been, you know, Julius Wood, we saw him for the first time last week, and he looked like he'd been back there all year. And, uh, you know, still got Warren and, and Juwan Powell and uh, Sean Dorsow and Tegan Wilkes has, had some really nice games. Nice game. Yeah, he's – He's created some turnovers and had some nice games here lately, and D.J. Ford. So all those guys are doing a really nice job back there and playing really really good football at a high level and, and just do whatever they can to help the team. Yeah. I, I was glad to see Jeremy Lewis uh, switch over back to the defensive side of the football because I watched him in high school, and I was always amazed in high school. This was before you got here, but when the Pirates were recruiting him, you know, he was he was a skinny, lanky type player, and I, I always you know marvel when I see the coach and say, "Yeah, he's going to be a really good player. We're, we're glad to have him." And I'm thinking, you know, how? He, but then I realized Big John's going to get you know, his muscles on him, and he's going to gain weight. And and Jeremy Lewis is a man; he's not a boy anymore. He's a, and he's so much fun to watch. He was at South Central, but I think that you know when I think of local kids that have made an impact on this East Carolina team of late, I mean Jeremy's right up there. Uh, he's definitely got to be, and he's he's a lot of fun to have out there, and. You know, he plays with great energy and has speed up front. He can beat some offensive linemen and offensive tackles. And then also he understands the game from an offensive perspective too. I think playing tight end actually helped him, you know, understand defensively what we're trying to do, how to attack an offense. You know, he does a really good job dropping in coverage and allowed our defense to be really multiple this year, which we didn't have a year ago. So he's brought a new – aspect of our defense has made us better and, and get, allowed us to do more things. And that's really a credit to him because, you know, the Pirates needed tight ends when he came in, and, and there was nobody in that room hardly, and so he kind of filled a need. But then, as you said, it, it's helped him as a defensive player, and, and that's something that it kind of goes – one of the magical things about football is it's a team sport, and you, you, can't, you have to dive deep into football sometimes to find out how guys are, are being team players. Yeah, no doubt, and he, he did a nice job with that. Just another guy that – whether it's, say, playing the boundary outside backer or if he has to flip and go play the field in, he, he doesn't care. He just wants to play and help our team win. I think the linebacker core, anytime you start naming your linebackers and everybody kind of nods their head because we all know Bivens, we all know Xavier Smith. I mean, those guys have really, you know, they're older guys. And that's got to be an advantage. But it's also got to be an advantage, again, as you go diving deep into how football is a team sport. Some of your younger linebackers have got to be, you know, learning a lot of great things from those guys. 
Yeah, look, I look at Taylor Jackson every day, and he's getting better and better and better. We don't get to see a lot of him on game day, but he's doing a really nice job on special teams. And, you know, if he had, if he goes in the game, I feel totally comfortable. I mean, it's not like we're going to have a drop down. He's a, a very good player and a very talented player. And he is learning a lot from the older guys and how to prepare, how to take care of his body, you know, how how to just play the game. So he he's, he'll be ready to go when his time's called. And you, you never know. That's why I tell our guys, like, it's going to take all of us. Everybody's got a role, and you never know when your time is going to be. But you got to be ready for it, and you got to make sure your preparation meets that opportunity. Who are some of the other younger players that that we haven't seen so much of, but you're really impressed with? You know, we we talked about Julius Wood. Uh, he was the one that popped out there last week and took a bunch of snaps at safety. Um, you know, Tegan's still a young kid, believe it or not. That's hard to believe, he's yeah. he's still a freshman. Um, you know, in the corner, Malik is still young. Juwan's still young. So, um, we got some young guys that are playing a lot. You know, young freshmen that you'll have played, Josiah Robinson, just getting him back. So, I expect, you know, whether it's this week or down the road, we're going to see him, you know, in there, some type of pass rush situation. How hard is it to get guys to buy into their roles, especially with the transfer portal the way it is? Because And you see it every day and on every college campus, every college program. You know, guys are in the transfer portal, not happy with this, not happy with that. And I would say that, that it's almost – it's almost more difficult than it's ever been, and if you have a family-type atmosphere, that has to help things as far as that goes. Yeah, I think the culture that Coach Houston's created and, and what we have is, is special. You know, guys are more concerned about, you know, each other than, than themselves. And I think one of the things we talk about defensively is we say, hey, bring the juice or juice, you know, you want to get juice points, whatever it may be. And when we talk about that, that's not about – Celebrate when I make a play is celebrate when my teammate makes a play and, and the love and the care and the concern I have for my teammate. That's when, you know, we're most excited is when my teammate makes a big play and then we're, we're celebrating with him. So that's that's been huge for us and, and just what whatever I can do to help the team and, and what's most important. Blake Harrell, defensive coordinator at East Carolina, is our guest on this Monday. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back and continue on with the D.C. at ECU right after this. Hi, this is Jeff Charles, and this is a Pirate Radio Sports Break, presented by Ron Ayers Motorsports, Highway 11, north of the airport in Greenville. The Houston Astros came from behind to post a 9-5 victory over the Atlanta Braves, sending the series back to Houston. The Astros had to overcome a first-inning Grand Slam home run off the bat of Adam Duvall. Freddie Freeman also homered. Game 6 is tomorrow night in Houston. The Braves still lead the series three games to two. The AP Top 25 is out. Georgia remains number one. Cincinnati number two. Alabama third. Oklahoma 4, Michigan State 5, Ohio State is 6th, Wake Forest is number 10, the highest ranking ever for the Dicks. UTSA coming into the AAC in two years is 16th, Houston from the AAC is number 20, Coastal Carolina number 21, SMU from the American is number 23. Gary Patterson is out after 20 years as the head coach at TCU, he went 181-79 with the Horn Frogs but just 21-22 the last four years, and UTSA head coach, 53-year-old Jeff trailer gets a new 10-year deal worth 2.8 million dollars per year this has been a pirate radio sports break tired and sluggish down in the dumps or just have the blahs maybe you need to hydrate revive health and wellness on east 10th street in greenville offers iv hydration that can help you with lack of energy improve your mood assist with immunity even fix a hangover locally owned and operated the team at revive health and wellness are experienced and licensed registered nurses that will assist you in preparing for your iv session call or text today with questions or to set an appointment with revive health and wellness 252-350-1800 That's 252-350-1805. Do you suffer from allergies, asthma, or any other sinus problems? Perhaps professional cleaning of your air ducts can help. Family owned and operated in Winterville for over 22 years, Carolina Quality Air was the first certified duct cleaning company in Eastern North Carolina. From residential to commercial, they can handle any size job, big or small, including our studios here at Pirate Radio. Carolina Quality Air uses a sanitizer that kills mold in your duct work and over 100 viruses, including the coronavirus. Visit them online at carolinaqualityair.com. 
The icy treat that can't be beat is Sparky Snowballs. From big kids to little kids, Sparky Snowballs has been making smiles happen for over 20 years. If you're not in the mood to chill out with a snowball, Sparky's funnel cakes and fried Oreos are a perfect Sparky-licious treat every time. Are you having an event, party, or fundraiser? Call Sparky's to come on site. Remember to follow Sparky's on Facebook or visit sparkysnowballs.com to see where they'll be next. UBE and PirateWear.com is excited to offer Pirate Nation the largest selection of new ECU merchandise and tailgate supplies ever. UBE has the best prices in town, so that makes UBE your one-stop shop for all things ECU. UBE does daily restocks of Champion, Adidas, and Under Armour. Don't forget to bring your young pirates in to plunder the Crow's Nest, which is the only kid's store dedicated to ECU. Plenty of free parking uptown in Greenville. Visit them at PirateWear.com. Go Pirates! This is Bruce Bivens, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. Hi, welcome back on this Monday. East Carolina defensive coordinator Blake Harrell is our guest. The Pirates getting ready to take on the Temple Owls. You talked a little bit about Temple already in the show, but when you look at them on film, you know, when a team's not having success – but you still see that they can play the game. Yeah, they, they they can line up and run the ball downhill at you, and they can spread you out, you know, and get in those empty sets and, and spread around. They got some playmakers, 0-5, 23, I think, so a really good running back, 84 with a tight end. It creates some matchup problems for you. So, um, and, and like I said, their quarterback started a game in Georgia and transferred there and was a four-star kid out of high school. So they certainly have the weapons, and I think up front, three grad – Three grad students, there's another senior and a junior up front, so they've got the tools and the guys they need. I think they've just had some bad breaks. I mean, you had to play Rutgers in Boston College early on, um, two ACC teams, so they not had the easiest schedule. And then, you know, they played Cincinnati, Central Florida. So it's not like they've, you know, had a bad schedule and, and not winning games. They've had a tough schedule and just caught some bad breaks at, at times. They, they are a team that beat Memphis. Um, you know, was down 17 nothing at Memphis and come back and won that game 34-31. So you got to make sure you show up and take care of your business and do your job and make sure we play the ball the way we want to play And because uh, they're capable, uh, just like anybody, of, of, of winning their, every game on their schedule. Memphis, Navy, and then Cincinnati round out the schedule for East Carolina. We'll touch on those teams coming up in just a bit. But uh, t- talk about your role on game day and who's on the field, who you're talking to, how you guys come up with what play is being called, and, and without giving anything away, obviously. But just take us through that whole process. Yeah, we, we have an awesome staff defensively just, you know, from our full-time coaches to our support staff, our analysts, our GAs are all doing an awesome job. Uh, you know, I told them a couple weeks ago, I said, guys, that's that's just the best communication I've ever been a part of on game day, preparations in between series. Hey, what are they trying to attack us with? What can we go to? Those type of things. So just really proud of those guys. You know, uh, I'm obviously in the box on game day. Right. Um, our other full-time coaches, Coach Tesh, Coach Dallas, Coach Weaver, Coach Ellis are all on the field just to kind of communicate, communicate with their players, substitute their guys, make uh, adjustments on the sideline during the game, which has been a really good good fit for us. And, uh, it's been nice. And then in the box of me is, is our GAs. Um, well, Aaron Spann's on the field signaling. But we have, you know, Kobe Cofield's in the, in the box. And then our analysts are up in the box as well. So just, you know, been a really good communication level there. And we'll sit throughout the week and talk about, you know, hey, here's what we want to accomplish on game day. Here's how we want to do it. Here's our goals. And here's some, maybe some calls or defenses that we can get into that put us in the best situation to be successful. And then, you know, you you see it come out on game day and, their personnel and how, how they want to line up, and you try to get those calls in. And sometimes you get the right call in, sometimes you don't. And at the end of the day, you got to be able to play everything. And uh, our kids have done a really nice job of just going out. And they're, they're, they're really who should get the credit for a lot of how we're playing right now is the effort they're playing with. And the camera shows you guys, and, and you know these, those analysts. I'm sure they don't make they don't break the bank with their salaries, but those are the guys that are trying to get in the coaching business. And and maybe I don't know if you did you start as an analyst or or as <laughs> as a grad assistant or how'd you get your start? Yeah, I, I started as a high school coach. Yeah. So I, I was a high school coach, and uh, you know, which the pay as a high school teacher. I joke around. I think it was about just over twenty thousand, maybe twenty one thousand when I first started. Um, 
but then you had to coach, you know, not only football, but it was the head middle school basketball coach, the baseball grass. coach, mow the grass. <laughs> you, you did a little bit of everything. So it, it was a lot of fun, taught you a lot of, a lot of things. And, uh, you know, then went to D- Division Two, and it's it really, um, in some aspects, you're doing some of the same things, lining the field, you know, running the weight room, handing out gear, all those type of things. So I wore a lot of hats over the years. And it just teaches you and it tells you to appreciate people and it takes everybody. Um, and I think, you know, that goes from our players to our staff to our program. It takes everybody to get this thing done. And we all got to be pulling in the same direction in Coach Houston's vision and make sure we do that to go win games on Saturday. I'm older than you are. I started at $8,900 a year. <laughs> I'm telling you. And it was brutal. But, you know, you look back on it, though, and, and somehow we all made it, right? And, and we enjoyed what we, we were doing, so that made it even better. We, we didn't know any better. <laughs> and, right. and, uh, you know, it was, it was all good. It was just hey, that was what we loved doing, and that's what we enjoyed. And uh, it, it was good to me. It was, you know, high school coaching. Um, and some of the relationships I built over the years there and here in North Carolina it was it was awesome. And, it's, you know, some of those are lifelong friends today. Do you ever want to be a head coach? Have you had that thought process going or, or you know, or, because some guys, that's their goal. Some guys just like the role that they're in. I mean, I mean, is it is, is there a Blake Harrell out there that, hey, one of these days I'm going to be a head coach? You know, I, I enjoy working for Coach Houston and being a part of this program and, Right now, my focus is just like beating Temple this week. You know, <laughs> that's that's it. Now, when I get home, I, I'm definitely not the head coach. I got uh, that's three, right. three daughters and a wife who all all business there. Uh, uh, so you know, but may, maybe one day, yeah, maybe one day. Yeah. Don't ever think about being the head coach in that household. Now, you you know, our roles are all the same, and we just do whatever the ladies of the house tell us to do. Temple coming up next for East Carolina, then at Memphis and at Navy. I'll skip over Memphis a little bit. Just want to touch on Navy a little bit. I know you know it's one game at a time. Temple's our main concern, but you guys do work on Navy in the off season, correct? Yeah, their offense is obviously a little bit different. They run the triple options, so. You got to consistently, you know, just polish that up uh, ever so often. We did that during camp, during the bye week, and we'll continue to do that until we play Navy. We did the same thing last year. We, we prepared for those guys, not only for our defensive players, but for our scout teams, just kind of coming familiar with, hey, here's the kind of sets they get in, here's the kind of plays they run. So it's, it was really good for us last year, just kind of preparing for that way, and we'll continue to do that this year as well. What was the key last year in that Navy game that you guys were able to do? Because really, you know, as an East Carolina, you know, the fans of East Carolina football have seen Navy come in and just run for thousands of yards, it seems like. And Navy's had its way so many times with East Carolina. But last year, I thought that was one of the best defensive jobs that we've ever seen against the Middies. Well, you know, as a coach, you always think about things you should have done and could have done, you know. I think it's the fourth down stops in that game that kind of hit me in the, in the trap maybe play. Uh, but just I think the familiarity with our guys and just the confidence they had in playing Navy was, was a big factor. And uh, they got some confidence early on, and it kind of carried throughout the game. And when you look at the schedule, and, and we talk about it in the media, fans talk about it, one of the goals for this program this year was to make it to a bowl game. And you got to get to six wins. You're 4-4 four and four on the season. And with the schedule, you got Temple at Memphis at Navy, Cincinnati. Cincinnati obviously nationally ranked, but the Bearcats struggled this past weekend. And I think when you look at this schedule, as you guys have said, if you do what you guys want to do, if you play pirate football, you got a chance in all four of these games. Yeah, I think so. I mean, our biggest concern right now is just Temple. You know, you don't worry about Memphis, Navy, Cincinnati. You worry about going on 1-0 this week. If you can get to five wins, then you worry about the next one. But at at the end of the day, our our focus is all Temple. It's all on those guys and what they're doing and what we can do defensively to get them stopped. Is it hard as a coach to learn that philosophy, and is it even harder to get that philosophy across to the players? Do players kind of, you know, say, "Okay, well, well, you know, we we think this, we think that, we got to win this game, got to win that game," or are they pretty much focused on going one and zero? No, our, our kids are locked in on Temple. They're they're locked in on being one and zero this week. I think we've had some valuable lessons um, throughout the season. I think, you know, anytime you've been around a football team for a couple years and. Uh, even even just this season, we've had some lessons of hey, you can't overlook anybody, whether it's Charleston Southern, whoever it may be. You got to go out and play your best football each and every week. You got to prepare to win that game. Don't worry about any other games in your schedule. When you look at Temple on film, are there things that, that defensively or that their offense does that's a little different that you don't see every day? Yeah, so they're going to huddle up. That's that's one. Um, they're going to huddle. That each is other. weird these days, isn't it? <laughs> yes, most teams come out and spread it out and. 
and uh, don't huddle, all that kind of stuff. But they're going to huddle up, and uh, they're a little bit old school as far as that goes, and they're going to shift, motion around. They're going to be in two tight end sets. Uh, they're going to hand the ball off to receivers. They're going to hand the ball off going downhill. And then they'll spread you out and get in five wide and, and have that little package in there. So they create some things that you don't see each and every week with the empty sets, the 12 personnel, the shifts, the motions, the huddle. Uh, so that's a little bit different. How hard is it as a coach whenever you guys see, you know, we're so used to the no huddle and teams will come up and they'll bark a couple of, you know, signals and hut, 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 and everybody stops and looks over to the side. I mean, has is, is that been an adjustment for a defensive squad? you guys change with the offense as it goes? Yeah, so, that, you know, years ago that was kind of um, the the unknown or they the, they didn't see it much, so it was kind of new. But now it's, it's uh, you know, they come up there and check a play. You make sure you check the defense too. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to just show them your cards and show them exactly what you got and what you're holding there. So you want to change it up and you know, get a new draw there and 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 put a new defense out there. And but the big thing for us and us, you know, me defensively is make sure we're all on the same page about what defense we are running. So keep it simple enough that hey, we can get into an easy call. But all 11 guys, we say communication, verbal and visual. So we make sure we're talking about it, communicate it, you know, visually. So we're all on the same page, running the same defense. Tell them all the time, hey, if you're all wrong and you all run the same defense, we're all right. It's going to be okay. <laughs> That's another one of the joys of football is that 11 guys have to be on the same page. And if all 11 guys are on a different page, but it's it's the same different page, you might you might turn out to be all right with that. But uh, defensive football, how has it changed since you've gotten into the business? You know, it, uh, tremendously. Um you know, in high school football back in 2000, I don't know, one, two, three, somewhere in there, it was all 21 personnel. Everybody huddled up. It was run, run, set for third down and long. They might throw the ball. Uh, then we got into college in 07. It, it was a little bit of the same. You saw a little bit more spread offense. About 2010, 2011, we started seeing some RPOs, which we had to adjust to. Uh, 2013, you know, 2014, I guess. We saw a little even more RPOs and more quarterback run game, and we had maybe changed some things we did defensively. And then I think about 17 or 18, it was like, hey, we got to change and be more multiple defensively uh, about how we do things. If, if they always know where our Jimmys and Joes are going to be, they can scheme you up pretty good. Offenses are pretty good these days, and it seems like everything around the game is built for offenses to be successful. The rules and how they're adjusted and the penalties and how they're adjusted – um, the time is beset. You know, everything's just set up for the offense, it seems. So defensively, we got to, you know, think ahead and get ahead a little bit. So we try to be more multiple, whether it's a four man front, three man front, bring pressure, not bring pressure, post safety, no post, you know, coverage, those type of things. So we just do, try to do a, a lot of different things to create confusion, I think, you know, for the, for the offense coordinator, the quarterback, and the O line to give us the advantage and create some negative plays, not give up explosive plays, and create a few turnovers. It's kind of like a chess game almost. When you're up in that booth and, and, and you know, you're doing pretty well, then all of a sudden they run a play and, you, and you're like, man, he's pretty smart. He, he figured that one out. we got we got to regroup on that one. I think the guys are really smart, the, guy, the 11 guys on the field. And that, that's who it comes down to. Those guys, when they execute at a high level and play with great effort and great energy, yeah, they, they make good coaches of us. And, and they're the ones that's out there playing and making tackles. I, I hadn't made a tackle all year. Um, but they, those are the guys that are making plays. you have days you'd like to get out there and make a tackle? Uh, maybe against some of the smaller running backs, <laughs> <the> smaller receivers. <laughs> Not none of the Temple running backs. They're pretty big. They're uh, pretty big. All right. Blake Harrell, the defensive coordinator at East Carolina. Going forward this season with the uh, four games left to play, what do you want to see out of your defense? Just that we continue to, to grow each and every week and, and become a better version of each and every week of us. And, and that's playing with great effort, great energy and just putting a product out there that Pirate Nation can be proud of and, and support and get behind. And, and just, you know, we got to continue to not give up explosive plays, uh, create some turnovers for our offense, and create some negative plays and put them behind the sticks. So if we can do that each and every week, I think we'll give our, our chance, ourselves a chance to win a ball game, and that's what's important that week, just going 1-0. We've talked about this before, but the fact that you guys really stress, you know, creating turnovers. You've got a dummy machine with a football that you guys slap at all the time. But, but really, that's, that's a mentality for a defensive football team. Yeah, I, I think, you know, not only turnovers, but just playing defense for us is, is just a mentality and a mindset. You know, it's, hey, put the ball down. doesn't matter where you're going to put it. Let's put the ball down. Let's go to work. Let's go be physical up front. You know, we call it Tommy Tough Guys. Go beat not guys back and then create turnovers. So that's that's just a mindset of who we are and, 
you know, that predator mindset, the shark mentality that we talk about. So, and the guys have done a nice job of just keep carrying that out each and every play. Players on this defense, how much do you enjoy working with them? Because when you see you guys together, a lot of times you see smiles. Xavier Smith comes to mind. Bruce Bivens comes to mind. You come to mind because you're smiling with these guys. I mean, you're all in it together, but it's got to be difficult if you're going to practice and you don't like this guy or you don't like that guy or they don't like, you know. But you guys all you know, seem to get along pretty well. You have to get on them sometimes, I'm sure. But I think that these guys are mature enough to understand that, that sometimes it's just tough love. Yeah, we we got a very mature defense, and, and they understand, like, hey, they want to be coached. They want to be corrected. They want to get it right. And uh, it's like you said, I think the love for each other goes a lot further than, than the other. Um, and just I enjoy being around our guys. They, they make you enjoy coming to work every day and preparing for the next opponent and just the way they're, you know, grasping things and picking up on things and, and the way they go play the game is really fun to watch. I know the goal is to go one and zero this week against Temple, but what would it mean to you as a defensive coordinator to have this program go to a bowl this year? You know, I think that's just not just for this program, but for our players, for yeah. our fans. You know, that would be huge. Obviously, all our focus is on Temple, um, but it's been our goal since since I've got here, uh, since Coach Houston's got here, just turning this program in, into a you know year in year out bowl team. And we're close, but we got to take care of business this week. Year in and year out bowl team, a team that competes for championships. I know that's the goal for Mike Houston. All right, let's uh, zero in on Temple and the Owls. You've touched on them a couple of times, but what's the key defensively to winning this football game? You know, I think it's still stop the run, and that's each and every week. we got to make sure we get lined up correctly, have great eye discipline, and that's going to be the key to the run game there. Uh, winning first down, you know, you don't want to get these guys in second and five and third and short. You know, they have a lot more third and shorts than they do third and medium, third and long, which is surprising. Uh, so it means they're doing a really good job staying on pace, staying on schedule. So you got to get them behind the sticks and then control their big explosive plays. Don't let them have anything down the field, keep everything in front of you, and do a great job tackling. And defense is such a, a sport of emotion, uh, you know, because, you know, the emotions, and some coaches say that lasts for about a play or two, but I really think defense, they feed off that crowd, don't they? Oh, there's no doubt. And that's why our guys love playing at home in front of Dowdy Ficklin. And the Boneyard was awesome last Thursday oh, night. I'm, I'm fired up about this week. I think we're going to have a great crowd. And, and our players are excited about that, too. I think it just, you know, I think back about the South Carolina game and just the effort and the energy and the excitement and the emotion they played with. And I think that had a lot to do with our fans and just Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and being at home. We had heard that the students were really going to come out, but I was really surprised to see the number that came out and the energy and enthusiasm. As you said, I thought they did a great job. They were all dressed in black, some of them had Halloween, you know, mask on, that kind of thing, you know, painted up faces, and I thought they did a wonderful job. They really were good. Yeah, that, that was awesome. And just to have them out there, what maybe not the best weather, yeah. but, but just to have them out there. And our players appreciate that. Coaches, we appreciate that. And everything our students do, everything our fans do and just the energy and excitement they bring on the game day because, like you said, our players can feed off of that and just makes it an awesome game. All right, Coach, go 1-0 this week. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on. All right, Blake Harrell joining us on the Brian Bailey Show. We'll take another commercial break. We'll come back and wrap things up after this. The Angus Grill is the premier location for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us and experience original flavors, quality service, and an upbeat environment. We've got five outstanding locations in eastern North Carolina, in Winterville near Pitt Community College, in Wilmington on 4th Street, and three locations right here in Greenville, East 10th Street near the Walmart, Jarvis Street in Uptown, and in our newest location on Statensburg Road near the hospital at the former CPW's location. It's the best burger around. Angus Grill. It's Bostick Sugg Furniture's 84th anniversary. Since 1937, Bostick Sugg has built a legacy based on quality furniture, value, and exceptional customer service. Get anniversary savings up to 15% off store-wide, plus six-month special financing on brands like Lazy Boy, Kincaid, Rowe, Bassett, and more. Plus, for a limited time, get local delivery for only $19.37. Wake up to a whole new you and enjoy 72-month special financing on a new Serta or Restonic mattress now at Bostick Sugg Furniture. 
The Rick House. Eastern North Carolina's premier American-style restaurant and bourbon bar has great specials throughout the week, like $10 Tuesdays. Get eight traditional wings and a draft beer for just $10. Wednesday night is date night. Two salads, an appetizer, a bottle of wine, two entrees, and a dessert for just $55. Friday is smokehouse night with the best ribs and brisket around. Saturday is Italian night featuring all of our made-from-scratch pastas along with two glasses of wine. And on Sunday is the legendary brunch from 10 to 2. The Rick House, 710 Red Banks Road beside the bowling alley in Greenville. Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! Hello, Pirate Nation. This is Bram Anderson from Tiebreakers, and we are excited to announce that we will be opening our second location in Winterville soon. Right now, our growing company is hiring team members for all positions for both locations. We need managers, bartenders, servers, cooks, and dishwashers. If you're looking for an opportunity to be on a fun and exciting restaurant team, then come see us today. Apply in person at Tiebreakers at Bells Fork. Check us out at tiebreakersnc.com. BMS Builders is your premier custom builder in eastern North Carolina. With Blackwood and Mills Creek in Greenville, Dalton's Cove in Farmville, and Belmar in Aden, these are just a few of the developments featuring BMS Builders Homes. They can build the home of your dreams. Just ask Dr. Dennis Ross in Greenville or East Carolina football coach Mike Houston. They built their homes, and they can build yours as well. BMS Builders. Give them a call at 916-1578 for BMS Builders. This is Mike Houston, head football coach at East Carolina University, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. All right, welcome back on this Monday as we continue on. High school football's state playoffs open up on Friday night. And 1A play, Tarboro has a bye, as does Northside from Pinetown. So both of those teams have a bye to round two. Playoffs are expanded. But then they only go with four classifications, so it's a little complicated as we get used to everything. Uh, Two-way play, Kenston will play at Eastern Wayne in the first round. North Pitts Panthers have had a great year. They'll play Edenton Holmes in the first round. Green Central goes on the road to play uh, Cummings. That's going to be a tough road trip. North Lenore at West Craven, one of the closer games in our area. Southwest Edgecombe at Wallace Rose Hill will be very difficult for the Cougars taking on the Bulldogs there. Three-way play, Rocky Mount and Havelock. Great matchup in 3A action. Croatan challenges J.H. Rose. The Rampants get the number 6 seed as the 3A part, uh, 3A champs as a part of that uh, Big Carolina 3A, 4A league. D.H. Conley gets a 28 seed. They'll be big underdogs as they go to Durham and take on Hillside on Friday night. Wakefield plays at number 4 Newburn. Some of the area teams in high school football. The soccer playoffs begin coming up tonight. We've got several area teams involved in that best of luck in volleyball coming up to uh, dh conley and jh rose rose travels to cedar ridge tomorrow night dh conley will be at home against green level so good luck to both of those teams conley and rose put on some battles this year and both will have a chance to play for state championships conley in 4a play and rose in 3a play a couple of other notes uh, before we uh, take one final break happy birthday to man clip brock how old are you clipper I am 40 years of age. 40? You turned 40 today. How about that? One of the milestone birthdays. That's right. 40. Yeah. I turned 60 in July. How about that? I never yeah. thought you were 20 years younger than me, but I guess you are. I sure is. So happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. You, sir. That's that's uh that's good news. All right. I got a little birthday tidbit for you. You're, you're going to love this one. Mm-hmm. You can use it on your trivia. All right. Last night, when Cooper Rush hit Amari Cooper for the touchdown pass to win it for the Cowboys, it's the first time in NFL history where the passer's first name and receiver's last name are an exact match. Follow me here. Cowboys also have the only touchdown pass for the passer's last name. The receiver's first were an exact match. And that was one year ago in week 11 of 2020 at Minnesota when Andy Dalton hit Dalton Schultz. Wow. 
How about that? Is that just great trivia or what? I love stuff like that, and that is uh And you love fantastic. the Cowboys, too, don't you? I like that uh, Andy Dalton, <laughs> Dalton Schultz team last year. That was my favorite Cowboys team. Yeah, yeah that wasn't a very good <laughs> Cowboys team, was it? But this one's doing a little bit better. Did, I thought uh, that was cool. That is a really... Really weird, cool stat. Mean, yeah. yeah. How did uh, Cooper Rush look last night? You know, I was telling you this before we went on the air. I really think that, that obviously if it had been a playoff game, Dak Prescott would have played. But with the whole season still ahead of everybody, you got an extra week this year, you're playing 17 games. I think the Cowboys put Cooper out there and said, let's see how you do. And if you do well, you'll continue to be our backup quarterback. And if you don't, we may have to go shop because there are some quarterbacks out there. But I think he passed the test. I think he, you know, he played he didn't play outstanding but he had some good stats i mean he, he really put some good numbers up and he, he got uh, a couple of drops he had a drop across the middle on him one time and when the game was on the line i tell you who made who made the, the best play was uh zeke elliott he, he he took the football on a little pass over the middle on third and 11 late in the game when it looked like the cowboys were going to set up for the field goal to tie it and he bust right through two people got down to the five yard line he made so many blocks on blitzes all night i really thought he played one of his best games and he'll get no credit for it because he didn't rush for that many yards but. yeah that, that quarterback uh the running back picking up a blitz is something uh i want to talk about on the players lounge on pirate radio today with rajay harris because that whole nailer's beautiful ball to omatosho doesn't happen if harris doesn't pick up the blitz so that's uh it's a, a underrated thing Bain, certainly when those guys do that and, and save a play certainly is an underrated part of the football game but he did a nice job with that i remember the play obviously and i saw the, the blitz pickup and you're right that play does not happen if roger doesn't make that block let's take our final break we'll come back we'll wrap up this edition of the brian bailey show for you right after this There's no better time to drive away with a quality pre-owned car, truck, or SUV from Greenville Auto World. Greenville Auto World is your authorized rough country dealer. We specialize in lift and leveling kits along with custom wheel packages. Whether you're looking for ground clearance or enhancing the appearance of your vehicle, trust our team for your off-road experience. Greenville Auto World, 3840 South Charles Boulevard across from Hardy's at Bells Fork or online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Dear past, present, and future football watchers, football is back! Just how you remembered it. Tailgates with an ice-cold Pepsi in hand? Totally back. That between-play sprint to the fridge for more Pepsi? It's back, baby! (laughs) I really miss this. Anyways, consider this your official excuse for always putting football watching first, courtesy of Pepsi. That haircut appointment? Your mom told us you look great, so you should probably reschedule Seeing the in-laws for the first time in ages. It's been so long. Nope. Sorry, Susan. Not if it's on Sunday. Long story short, after the year we've all had, we think you could use a little football watching. So crack open a Pepsi and cheer your football watching face off. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. That's what I like. Hi, this is Billy Parker at Parker's Barbecue. Did you know that we have party rooms at our Memorial Drive location? We can accommodate parties from 10 to 110 or anything in between. We can serve family-style buffet or order off the menu. Parker's Barbecue. Come celebrate with us. Hi, this is Jeff Charles for my friends at Ed Watkins Marine. I've known Ed personally for years, covering his winning performances on the football field and on NASCAR's pit road. Now Ed is winning on the water, and you get to win too. You win with awesome prices on boats from Ed Watkins Marine, and of course, great service after the sale. If you're looking for a new boat, contact Ed Watkins Marine today. They will deliver anywhere. Find them online at edwatkinsmarine.com and tell them The Voice sent you. Uh, this is Todd Mitchum with Mercer Glass, Eastern North Carolina's most complete glass company. Mercer Glass specializes in windows, shower doors, auto glass, and mirrors. We can install or repair almost anything made of glass in your home or business. So give us a call at Mercer Glass. That's 752-5101. That's 752-5101. This is Mark Washington with Max Sports Performance at Max Fitness. 
Our facility has reopened and is following all safety protocols. The best thing you can do to strengthen your immune system is, of course, to work out and exercise on a regular basis. I can assist you as your performance coach. You can also enjoy the benefits of a private facility. Avoid the crowds and work out at Max Fitness. Now is the time to get healthy. Max Fitness just off Highway 43 in the old Ace Hardware Building behind Speedway in Greenville. Call me, Mark Washington, 902-4877. This is Amanda Houston, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Go Pirates! You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show. Now, back to Brian. All right, welcome back as we wrap up this edition of The Brian Bailey Show on this Victory Monday. I haven't called it that all, all show because we... Had the game on Thursday night and kind of lost it through the weekend. What a great weekend it was. Watch college football on Saturday. Watch the pros on Sunday. And uh, got Monday night football tonight. But a busy time right now. High school volleyball playoffs again. Eastern Finals. Conley is at home on Tuesday night. And J.H. Rose hits the road. Best of luck to those two teams. Soccer playoffs starting tonight around the area. High school football playoffs start on Friday night. So check us out on Touchdown Friday. We've got those matchups for you on our website at WNCT.com. The Memphis Game time is out for 12 noon, and Malik Fleming was named as the American Defensive Player of the Week in that 29-14 Pirate win over South Florida, and the Bulls had that 31-yard interception return for a touchdown in the Pirate victory that really turned that game around, and East Carolina was able to win it. Again, 29-14 was the final. I want to thank Blake Harrell, the defensive coordinator for East Carolina, for being on the show with me this afternoon, and we welcome you back next week here on the Brian Bailey Show. Have a great sports week, everybody. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, The Gavigan Agency, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagelin, Tiebreakers, EMS Builders, and The Rick House. Join us next time for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.